game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Vassay is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boys, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. By New Roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk. David Vesey. The Dodgers make mistakes and the Mets capitalize today as they defeat the Dodgers 5-3 at City Field in the finale of this three-game series in the Big Apple. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Vasse with you until the top of the hour. That's when we'll turn things over to Petros and Money, and they'll take you to 7 o'clock. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Coming up on the show tonight, we have uh, caught up with Danny Duffy, who has been talked about but not heard from. And we will let you hear from Danny Duffy. I had a chance to connect with him where he was with the Oklahoma City Dodgers in Round Rock, Texas, after pitching another inning of scoreless relief. Uh, he retired the side in order by striking out all three hitters he faced, and he's well on his way back as far as a rehab assignment goes. So you'll hear from Danny Duffy firsthand on what he might be able to offer the Dodgers in September. Also, we'll give you an update on Blake Trinan and Tony Gonsolin. But first, this game, uh, you heard Dave Roberts say during the clubhouse show, the Dodgers beat themselves. And I thought Kevin Pillar during the Dodger clubhouse show said it perfectly. It's better to have these type of mistakes on September 1st than in a playoff series. And hopefully Gavin Lux will learn from the mistakes he made today. Number one, the base running mistakes where he did not get a good read on things. Number two, Trace Thompson, look in front of you. Look, see what's going on in front of you. You don't necessarily have to force the issue, especially with Mookie Betts on deck. you got to know who's up next. You had to know Chris Taylor's the nine hitter, and you have to know Mookie Betts is on deck. So if you don't score in the second inning on that play, there's a very good chance Mookie Betts is going to get you home considering how hot he is right now at the plate. Number two, as far as mistakes by Gavin Lux, he tossed the ball to Freddie Freeman to allow Starling Marte to beat out that ground ball in the sixth inning. You've got to charge the ball. Rick Monday said it. You, you can't be sitting back waiting for the ball to get to you even at second base when Starling Marte's the runner and he's running really hard. You've got to know that. You've got to know the runner. You've got to know the situation. And basically the two mistakes Gavin Lux made was because he was not aggressive. Not aggressive after that ground ball by Marte. Not aggressive going after the ball that Nimmo hit to right field, the flare that dropped between him and Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, I know everybody wants to think that he should have caught that and took charge. But Mookie Betts was playing extremely deep, and Gavin Lux was playing deep on the infield. He was playing on the edge, cut out of the grass. That was well within his reach, especially after the way he drifted out there to try to catch the ball. So the mistakes by Gavin Lux, 
hopefully he gains some better feel for baseball plays and is able to make better decisions and is more aggressive. You heard Kevin Pillar say it. You want to urge Gavin Lux to be more aggressive on both of those plays. That's not my words. Those are a current Major League player's words. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. With the Dodgers taking some hits to their pitching staff, it was a sight for sore eyes to see their ace return to the mound today. Clayton Kershaw, I would say, had a successful return to the mound and to the Dodgers coming off the injured list with another flare-up of his lower back. The first inning was very rusty for him walking three batters for the first time in 2013, and then for the first time walking in a run with the bases loaded since 2015. After that, he settled down and retired the final 13 hitters he faced and had six strikeouts. So I thought uh, even though Kershaw has always put himself uh, at a high pedestal, higher than any of us can put him uh, on a pedestal, or as far as maybe the better way to say it is expect more from himself than anybody else. I thought he showed some some mortality there in the baseball sense that he was rusty after not pitching for over four weeks. So he was able to settle down and, more importantly, limit the damage in the first inning and then settle down for, for the final four. Speaking of Kershaw, he spoke to the media in front of his locker at City Field. Yeah, it was great to get back out there, obviously. Um wanted to be out there for a while so good to finally do it and um yeah first inning was a little rough obviously but uh thankful to kind of bounce out of that and uh get through five at least how are you able to make the whether it's adjustments to your command or just kind of lock back in uh you know no matter how much preparation you do um there's really no simulation for the big league game so i just needed needed an inning thankfully uh got out of that not not terrible, you know, with only giving up one run. And then after that, I was able to try to make some adjustments, figure things out. Okay, for you to get through five, you know, kind of to build, build up that. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, you never want to put your bullpen in a bad position. And obviously my pitch count was going to be limited today. So um, thankfully to get through five, you know, I think that helps us, you know, bullpen-wise for the, for the long haul. And then um, just for me personally, I think that will give me a longer runway for next time out. You see the series is a bit of an October preview? We'll find out. I don't know. Like next month, it's just an opportunity for you to make sure that you're sort of lined up and everything's going well for October. Well, you know, I think it's, I think you fall into that trap, right? I mean, I think, uh, you know, where where we're at as a team, um, you can kind of keep saying we're just preparing for October, preparing for October, but the way to do that is to win baseball games. So um, that shouldn't change our mindset as far as how we do things. Um, We need to come in and try to win the game. I think that's the best way to prepare. So um, that's what I'm going to try to do too. Confident you're over the, the back thing. Do you feel like it's got a place now where you, it's going to be able to hold up the rest of the year? I mean, I feel great. Yeah, but I, I would have said that before the last one too. So um, I, I feel great right now. Um, really, it took me about a week to feel good um, after that last one. So it, it just is a, um, you know, it's not an easy thing to deal with all the time. But you know, for right now, I feel great and don't expect that to change. Thanks to Sportsnet LA for bringing us Clayton Kershaw after today's game. And the one thing that I'll tell you as far as the flare-ups Kershaw has had with his lower back this year, two separate occasions, he's had two epidural injections. He did admit that the first one did not hit the direct spot. 
The second one, he felt like it hit the direct spot, and that's why he was able to feel as good as he did after a week when he left that game in San Francisco a couple of road trips ago. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's go out to the phones for the first time. Newport Beach, Ken, you're on Dodger Talk. Got to tell you, Ken, not a surprise to hear from you today. Well, it's been a while. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'll be back at Dodger Stadium tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Well, I I had back surgery, and uh, I've had four epidurals. And I can tell you I'm in constant pain. And you're a heck of a lot stronger than me. I, <laughs> I don't know about that. The back is pretty bad. Yeah. Well, um, you Just hit on the nails with, uh, with Lux. First thing I ever learned in Little League was you have to charge that ball, uh, slow roller. And you got to go back, get that ball in the outfield. And East here didn't do it. My biggest concern, though, is some of the black holes that this team has in their lineup. Gallo, no good. Cody, not very good. And Taylor has 135 strikeouts in 75 games. That's my biggest concern because we just saw a really good pitching staff and eight runs in three games is not something you want to see. And I understand. It's a long road trip, and the team has been hitting the heck out of the ball. But you've got those three guys that really are not helping you. Yeah, that's fair, Ken. But I will say this in defense of Taylor and Bellinger. Say whatever you want about their seasons. Even last year, Cody Bellinger had a horrible year, and him and Taylor, along with Mookie Betts, were the three best hitters in the postseason. So you got to bet on guys that know how to perform in October. I agree. I agree. Just uh little disappointed i am an, not a Mets i know fan, i wanted sure. i wanted the dodgers to beat the mets too to kind of silence those new yorkers and the national media that are professing the mets are the greatest thing since uh the 88 dodgers yeah well you take it easy man <laughs> all right ken thanks for the phone call appreciate it i will say this you know there's a number a lot of numbers thrown at you as far as the dodgers and what they're doing and no doubt they have dominated and bullied with their talent but in a playoff series a best of seven that's where the Braves and Dodgers or the Mets and Dodgers more than likely will see each other if they do see each other these what we saw in these three games could be the difference between the Dodgers going to the World Series and the Dodgers going home I mentioned this to Petros and Money but when this series started yeah the Dodgers run differential yes they're pitching ERA during the regular season phenomenal But the Mets have something the Dodgers don't. They have two aces plus an ace closer. And we saw it last night with DeGrom going seven and then Diaz coming in to close the game in the ninth. And then we saw it today, the Mets bullpen. Uh, Buck Showalter brought in the horses today. Trevor May is a key reliever for them. And then in the eighth inning, he wasn't afraid to bring in Edwin Diaz to face the best part of the Dodger order and then bring in Adam Adovino to face the bottom of the order. So that's what the Mets have going for them. Scherzer, DeGrom, Diaz, plus some pretty good setup guys. Not to mention offensively, they're very aggressive on the bases, and also they put the ball in play. Uh, I could say that for some of the Dodgers. I can't say that for all of the Dodgers. And defense was a difference maker in the Mets winning the last two games of this series. So defense was a problem for the Dodgers. And look, This is nothing personal. Gavin Lux has had a really good season, 
but I wouldn't hesitate to put Max Muncy at second base late in a game to just make you feel a little bit better defensively at second base. Let's go out to Jose Van Eyes. You're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Jose. Hi, uh, first-time caller. I'm excited uh, to finally be on the on the air. Thank you. That's what Petro said the other day. Okay, so uh, my question is, I, I always wanted the Mets. I, I always said if we want to be the best, we got to beat the best. But it looks like the Mets, have, they have our card. And uh, I just wanted to see what your thoughts are if uh, our current lineups match up in, uh, in October. Because um, Jose, how are, old are you? I'm uh, 28. You're 28, so you don't remember the 1988 Dodgers. I'll give you a quick history lesson. The 88 Mets beat the Dodgers 10 out of 11 times. Uh, they would have faced each other 12 times, but there was a rainout, and the Dodgers were very happy about that during the regular season. The Dodgers upset the mighty Mets, who won 103 games that year in the NLCS to go on to beat the big-time Oakland A's. So whatever happened in August and whatever happened in June has no bearing on what could happen in October. Yeah, for me, the question is more of our pitching staff and, and the health of it. Um, the, That's the Tony Gonsolin uh, concern. Yeah, I think the level of concern went up today uh, because Tony has not been able to throw. And when the Dodgers return home tonight, Tony Gonsolin will wake up tomorrow and head out to the Curlin Job Center and get an MRI on that right forearm. So I would say the level of concern uh, went from low to moderate today. But the good news is, Jose, they have a guy by the name of Tyler Anderson who was somewhat on the bubble on how the Dodgers would deploy him. And uh, now if Tony Gonsolin isn't able to pitch the rest of the way, all of a sudden you have a rotation of Julio Urias, Tyler Anderson, Kershaw, and possibly Dustin May if that's the way the Dodgers decide to deploy Dustin May as well. We're going to take a time out here on Dodger Talk. Speaking of injured pitchers, we had a chance to catch up with one this morning. Danny Duffy, you heard about him. Now you'll hear from him when we continue on Dodger Talk. Mets beat the Dodgers today out at New York 5-3 on AM570 LA Sports. On air at AM570, online at am570lasports.com, and... Available by podcast on the iHeartRadio app. This is Dodger Talk with David Bassett. This is Dodger Talk with David Bassett leading you up to 6 o'clock. That's when Petros and Money take over. Part-timers today leading you up to 7 o'clock right here on AM570 LA Sports. The Dodgers lose two out of three to the Mets. Today, the final score, five to three. Chris Bassett, the winning pitcher for the Mets. Chris Martin, the losing pitcher for the Dodgers. And Adam Adovino got the final three outs for the Mets to secure his third save of the season. I will say this, speaking of the Mets bullpen pitching Edwin Diaz, today in the eighth inning when Buck Showalter brought in his star closer to face the meat of the Dodger order, Justin Turner and Max Muncy took Diaz deep. They were just inches away from home runs. So the Dodgers got to see Diaz back-to-back days, and that's a good refresher course because they had not seen him since June. 
and it gives them a better idea of what to come in October. It's good to get a first-hand scouting report uh, in, in September and be able to carry that forward to what you might be able to expect in October. One thing's for sure, Buck Showalter is not afraid to bring in Diaz in the eighth inning. He certainly is not afraid to use Diaz for a six-out save. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. You'll hear from Danny Duffy in just a moment. But first, let's go out to Petros's area. San Pedro, Eddie, you're on Dodger Talk. Do you know the Papadakis's, Eddie? Um, yeah, they, were, they used to have a restaurant out here in San Pedro. They, they shut it down quite a while back. It was a great place. To yeah, I think the name food. was the Papadakis Taverna. Yeah, that's it. The great anyway, John Papadakis put on a show there nightly. That's, that's for And sure. Uncle Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Or All right, Lord. Eddie, what do you got? What do you got? Um, I was listening to the, the Mets uh, broadcast for a while during this game. and uh, Which Ron one, the Darling TV or the radio? The, the TV. SNY with On Ron the, Darling and Keith Hernandez? No, I don't know who the other, uh, the other guy, gentleman's name. I think it was Gary. I don't recall what his last name yeah, was. Yeah, Gary Cohen. He's the play-by-play guy. This, is going, right, this okay. call is going really well so far, Eddie. What do you have? Okay, cool. Um, and Ron mentioned that on Gavin Lux, how the previous inning before he made that throwing error or throwing play, that uh, he had not succeeded in a in a two out at bat with runners on second and third, and he mentioned that sometimes young players will take their at bat to the field. I completely um, agree with that. That entered my mind as well, but still, no excuse. Right, no excuse. But then he mentioned that. He, he was almost certain that after the game, the coaches will come and talk to him about that, not, you know, about that situation. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that happens, Eddie. That, that's why you're a coach. And I could tell you this. It's a daily effort for the Dodger coaches just to, you know, make sure Gavin Lux is thinking baseball and thinking about being focused. Um, so it's not just uh, when he makes a mistake. It's a daily, constant, uh, I don't want to say effort, but continuation from day one of spring training to even before today's game to continue to help Gavin Lux grow as a player. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. 866-987-2570. Look, Gavin Lux grew up in Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin, not playing a lot of high school baseball. Uh, talking to people that knew where he came from as a baseball player, said he's a product of today's, you know, these these programs and AAU programs in baseball where you're on these traveling teams and they're measuring you in these showcases by how hard you can throw, how hard you can hit the baseball. And what's being lost is the feel for the game. And I think if you watch the Dodgers this year and watch Gavin Lux this year, He's still learning to have a better feel for the game. And today was evident uh, that the feel for the game is still an evolution for him. And he's a really good player. He has an OPS of over 800. He served a really good purpose this year for the Dodgers. But defensively, he's a wild card. Let's be honest. He's a wild card. He's done a pretty good job all season long. But a mistake or two like today can cost you a playoff series. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Before today's game, we had a chance to catch up with Danny Duffy. Like I mentioned, he's on the rehab trail. He had a forearm, uh, he had a forearm strain procedure 
uh, during the offseason. The Dodgers took a gamble on him to see whether or not he could be any help this year for some pitching depth. It's taken a little bit longer than what Duffy would have liked, what the Dodgers anticipated, but he's already now pitched two rehab games. And I've said this a few different times, that the Dodgers, starting tomorrow, are going to play 26 games in 28 days to close out the regular season. Games that essentially are not going to change the outcome of them winning the NL West or not. So the Dodgers are going to need to use guys like Andre Jackson, guys like Ryan Pepio, guys like Jake Reed, Heath Hembry, to ease the burden of the workload on their pitchers so they're ready for October. And Danny Duffy may factor into that equation as a reliever. And he's won a World Series championship. He's done a lot in his career. And I asked him, what's the motivation to continue to grind to try to be any type of part of this 2022 season? You know what, man? I, I, I appreciate you saying that. I still, I still got a long way to go. You know, I've, um, I've been around for a while, but I feel like there's still a lot more to get done in this game for me. And, you know, I think uh, just the incentive – um, really speaks for itself. I mean, the opportunity to play for the Dodgers, you know, kind of a second chance. Um, I was really, really bummed out when I didn't get the chance to last year. And, uh, you know, we exhausted every option. And we went until we couldn't. But, um, you know, I feel like I kind of got a new lease. And hopefully, uh, you know, somehow, some way I'll be able to help out. I don't even know what that looks like. But I think, uh, you know, even if it's, you know, if I could just, you know, save some of the bullpen arms down the stretch. I think that would be cool. But right now, we're taking it one day at a time, and you know, that's that's how I have to do it. I mean, it's been it's been 14 months since I was pitched in a major league game, so I'm really just one day at a time in it right now. I've noticed that you did pitch twice. You pitched once at Rancho Cucamonga. You started the game one inning last night, one inning for Oklahoma City. So, is it going to grow from that, or do you feel like down the stretch here, that's what the Dodgers are looking for, just an inning or two from Danny Duffy if you get that opportunity. You know, that's what I've been told, that uh, it's going to be, you know, one to one plus, maybe multiple sometimes. But, you know, it's still kind of early in our progression with regards to being active. Um, It was weird, man, because I had my surgery and then I was a free agent and then the strike happened. Um, We weren't going to go to physical therapy until – maybe early January, and then when early January rolled around, we couldn't talk to anybody. So it's been kind of an obscure rehab from the surgery, but, um, you know, I feel like we're progressing a lot better than I thought we would be at this point. So, you know, I was dealing with, you know, some bounce-back issues. I wasn't bouncing back the way I wanted to, and, you know, I'm still not quite bouncing back the way I want to, but the day that I pitch, you know, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not painful. So, you know, it's, it's it's trending in the right direction. I feel strong when I'm out on the mound, you know, under the lights. That helps a lot, too. Um, adrenaline is a hell of a drug, man. So, yeah. It's good. We're, we're in a good spot, all things considered, and I feel like I can help. How are you feeling today, Duffy, the day after pitching? <laughs> well, as I've gotten into my 30s, I'm more of a second-day guy when it comes to soreness. <laughs> so we'll see, we'll, see tomorrow. we'll see tomorrow. But today, I think I've, I feel a lot better today than I did at this point after my last outing. So it's, it's good, man. You know, it's, it's good stuff. And 
we got a group of really good guys here, a group of young guys who keep it light. And, uh, you know, they keep us old dudes young. And, um, you know, I, I think I think we're really, you know, I, thank God, I really think we're trending in the right direction. All right, there's Danny Duffy, and there's the first-hand report on how he's feeling and what the expectations might be when and if he returns before the end of the regular season. Daniels Jewelers Home Run Forecast would like to congratulate Jimmy Joe of Rancho Cucamonga. Jimmy receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card for playing. For your chance to win a $50 gift card, go to am570lasports.com, keyword home run. The Dodgers return home for a three-game series against the Padres. On the surface, that's a fun series. But for the Dodgers, it's the beginning of a big-time evaluation of Blake Trinan, who is expected to rejoin the Dodgers tomorrow when they return home. Whether or not he's activated tomorrow or Saturday still remains to be seen. I would expect when he arrives at Dodgers Stadium tomorrow, he will be activated, and the Dodgers now will be able to see him pitch in major league games to see what exactly they have in Blake Trinan and whether or not Blake Trinan can A, stay healthy between now and the end of the regular season, and B, what kind of velocity and movement does he have on his pitches and can he be relied upon to get outs the way he used to and maybe even in the ninth inning. So for me, Tomorrow is not about Dodgers versus Padres. It's not about Dustin May versus you, Darvish. This is the beginning of a very important evaluation period for the Dodgers to see what they have in Blake Trinan. Because if Blake Trinan can be any semblance of who he was before he went on the injured list and took this long road to even be in this position to be activated this weekend at Dodger Stadium, uh, it would be a huge boost to a Dodger bullpen that all of a sudden is looking very thin with Bruce Star Gratterall having to go back on the injured list today. Um, so it is, it is money time right now as far as evaluating who the pitchers are going to be that the Dodgers can count upon in high leverage situations. And we all know... The ninth inning has been an adventure, and Dave Roberts has even gone on the record as saying it's performance-based. If Craig Kimbrell can't show the Dodgers that he has got things on track, it's going to be somebody else. And I wouldn't rule out deploying Dustin May as a late-inning reliever if they need that. And it all is surrounding the health and effectiveness of Blake Trinan. Tomorrow, the Dodgers will return home for game one of a three-game series against the Padres. Like I mentioned, Dustin May against Hugh Darvish. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at 6 o'clock with first pitch at 7.10. Thanks to Colin Yee at our Burbank Studios. Thanks to Dwayne McDonald at City Field. And thanks to you for listening. In case you missed any of the show, you could podcast it on the iHeartRadio app as well as our pregame conversation with the Bulldog, Oral Hershiser. Once again, the final score at City Field today, the Mets take advantage of Dodger mistakes to beat them 5-3. Petros and Money are next. Have a great rest of your night. See ya. From the side.